um, one person says something and then um, that sort of starts off the fight then the other person is hurt and then they say something which hurts you know the first person and then it just like sort of goes off in circles and hi my name is Anand I'm an MBA student at the University of Toronto welcome to the Y coordinate the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior using lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient and happy life. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Y Quadrant Podcast. Today is uh, a day or two before Valentine's Day and um, for this episode we have a returning guest. Um, the first guest we ever had on this podcast, um, Ash Sanger. Now, since Ash has already been here before, I'm not going to ask her to give an introduction. But two things have changed uh, since the last time we had uh, her on the podcast. First is Ash is now on my academic teammate uh, team. And second, Ash is also now my partner. Ash, why don't you go ahead and say hi and introduce yourself. Hey guys, um, this is actually really fun coming back to this podcast. I remember the first time that I was here, I was so shy and awkward, but like this time I'm definitely way more comfortable. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for this topic that we have today. Yeah, before before we dive into that topic, um, I've, in, in season two, I've started asking this question to everyone. Uh, do you have a funny story that your family likes to talk about? Um, yes, yes I do. This is back when I was maybe four or five years old. Um, and my mom used to put like two like ponytails every time she would send me off to school. And whenever I'd come back, she'd you know take them out for me or my dad would literally take a pair of scissors to cut the rubber band off of my hair. Um, so this one fine day, I come back home and my mom is like pretty tired. So she's like, Ash, like, I absolutely do not want you to wake me up. Um, so I was like, okay. Um, and then I went ahead, tried to pull the like rubber band out of my hair, but that wasn't working. So then I remember what my dad does. Um, took a pair of scissors, uh, cut off the rubber band. Um, and along with that, cut off a huge chunk of my hair as well. Um, and then, then I went to like wake up my mom, and I was like, "Ma, like, please wake up! Like, look at, like, you know, I just like cut off a whole bunch of hair." And she was like, "Why didn't you wake me up? Like, why did you do this?" And my response was basically, you know, you told me not to wake you up. So yeah, that's like a story that I'll probably never forget. <laughs> So I see baby Ash has been giving herself avant-garde haircuts from the very beginning. Yeah, she was very chic. <laughs> okay then, so let's dive straight into the topic for today. Which is, why haven't you apologized to me for what you said to me <laughs> yesterday morning, Ash? Why? What did I say to you? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's segue into the topic. So the topic for today is why is it so hard to apologize? And to kick things off, um, I want to first talk about what makes for a good apology. Um, I feel like 
obviously the main thing is that the person you know who's apologizing they should really mean it um you can always give a sort of half-assed apology but it doesn't really do anything so i i definitely think that you know you need to mean it you need to feel sorry um yeah what do you think yeah um i mean i personally don't really care for apologies uh, <laughs> uh i i feel like so so okay my my stance on apologies is that i don't i personally don't really feel uh that i get like if you apologize to me it doesn't make a difference and me apologizing to someone else also doesn't make a difference to me personally and um whether i apologize or not apologize to someone is basically a function of whether i value my ego more or that relationship more yeah so for example in our relationship i don't even think twice at the at the remotest in, in indication of the fact where i fucked up i've said something and i've done something that might remotely hurt you i will apologize without thinking twice there are some situations where i wouldn't want to apologize because that's less about apologizing but more sort of accepting that i was wrong where yeah. where like you know it's not it's not clear that who was in the wrong it there can be a difference of opinion yeah in those situations i'm strongly against apologizing not because i have anything against apologizing i as far as i see it it's it's uh, just words uh but it it's the sort of acceptance of the fact that you know i was wrong so i have to apologize that is one and uh, the third thing is that with all my intentions let's since we are you know talking about our relationship my intentions with anything that i do or say is never to hurt you so my intentions are always like pure so if something happens that's more because we are probably not calibrated in yeah. the way we look at the world we look at things we perceive things and i guess with communication and with talking that sort of helps and I, i don't know if you wanted to dive head first <laughs> into our relationship and <laughs> apologizing between us but hey it's yeah yeah no i definitely get that the fact that you know if you apologize that means that you actually did something wrong you actually hurt someone that you love um and that you really care about and that sucks like you don't want to be the person who hurts someone um so taking you know responsibility and like being like vulnerable um you know saying that yeah like sorry i messed up it's very hard like especially for me i don't think if you noticed but i find it extremely hard to apologize because i i don't want to do like wrong things like i don't want to be the bad guy Yeah. Yeah, for me, for me, um apologies are less about asking for, for forgiveness and more about accepting that you were wrong and the other person was right. Like it's literally just that. It's yeah. more of like a debate thing rather than like a Yeah, like I don't think the forgiveness part really comes in like like, you know, for example, in a situation where maybe you apologize to me, but I'm still hurt, like I'm sure like I'll say okay, I like yeah, I forgive you whatever. but i'm still going to be mad about it like i'm still going to be sad about it you can say whatever you want but in that moment like nothing helps it's really just time that's um going to take it off my mind 
Yeah, but that being said, you do. I mean, the the underlying fact that these things, these actions, were never sort of made or said with the intention of causing harm is is clear, right? Yeah, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> for the most. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, it was pretty clear, obviously, like neither of us would want to hurt each other. Um, but yeah, but that's where I guess the calibration comes in, where we have the sort of gap, um, where maybe I perceive it as you were trying to hurt me, or you perceive it in a way where I was trying to hurt you, even though that was never the intention. Um, yeah. yeah. So there definitely is a gap, like no matter how much time you spend with someone, like. There's always a gap. Yeah, and again, sort of, I get uh, talking about that whole spiel of you know n- not wanting to acknowledge that you were wrong or you did something wrong. Uh, I don't know if this is still the case for you. When I was younger, and by younger I mean maybe one a couple of years ago, um, when I'd have like discussions with friends or coworkers, like basically any sort of discussion that wasn't really material material to my life and i took a stance on it i'd feel this overwhelming need to stick to it and defend it even though i did not really believe in it that much to start with and only a couple of years ago i realized that it's okay to change your stance if new information comes along and now i'm in in the silicon valley there's a phrase strong uh strong opinion weekly held which means that it's a it's a very strong uh controversial stance but it's weekly held mm-hmm. so if you give them like information that sort of contradicts it uh, they will change their stance and now that's sort of become my my thing with this where i am i am 100% open to changing my stance and things 100% open to acknowledging that i might i was wrong because I mean, there's absolutely. So, so if I've taken a like, it's literally like drawing a line in the sand. It doesn't mean anything. Um, and that sort of like that reframing of the situation um, sort of disconnects it from the ego part of the brain, where you're like, you know, it, it because otherwise what happens is it starts becoming connected to your identity, where it's like it completely sh- like when you apologize. And you acknowledge that you were wrong, you caused someone harm and suffering. Um, that's acknowledging to your own self that you know you were a bad person, you were a wrong person. Yeah. People find it extremely hard to ever acknowledge that. They'll deflect, mm. they'll be like, oh, it was these reasons, or they'll deflect about, you know, but then I felt hurt because you mistook what I said in mm. this way and you felt hurt, mm. and sort of become this cycle of deflection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, I also think that that's how we were sort of, that's how the mindset was before. Like if you, if you had a stance, you sort of had to stick to it because if you changed your stance, it was like, you know, um, can't you like stick to your opinion or, um, I don't know, like, are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, it was considered a sign of weakness. Yeah. You were almost spineless where anyone could Yeah, exactly. You. That's what I meant. But like, yeah, in the past few years, it's more, oh, if you don't change your stance, then you're not willing to learn. 
You're not willing to learn and for the most part, I don't see the world in black and white anymore. There's never, um, unless of course it's uh, using the right methodology for evaluating a project, which is always MPV. (laughs) I don't think there's a right answer or wrong answer for anything. It's always black and white. And the answer somewhere lies in that gray area. So looking at, including like politics, right? Mm. Um, There's never... So like in the Indian politics scene, uh, especially with social media, it's like, I know we're sort of going off completely on the tangent, <laughs> but hey, it's a podcast. So you have like these two parties and if you talk to ardent followers of any one of them, they will make it seem as if like it's absolutely uh, beyond, like, like they'll make it seem as if it's it's a no-brainer to you know support the party that they support and the other party yeah. like, the biggest villains on earth yeah whereas it's extremely biased if if you are not able to talk about the cons of the choice you support and mm. the pros of the choice that you don't support then i'm then i can't take you seriously because then you it's a very very biased opinion yeah it is important to talk about your know, concerns yeah. about you know the choice that you're going ahead with yeah um so yeah, I don't know how I got here. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. I guess we can circle back to the um, part where you talked about how it's a cycle. Um, it always, I feel like when, you know, two people are like, fighting in like a relationship, um, one person says something and then um, that sort of starts off the fight. Then the other person is hurt, and then they say something which hurts, you know, the first person. And then it just like sort of goes off in circles, and then both of them are in the wrong, and both of them are apologizing to the other person, and it sort of goes nowhere. Like I feel like the initial issue like just never gets addressed, and it's like all these smaller issues that happen during the fight they get addressed, yeah. and then it's like yeah, that is true. But also, I I do I used to think that. You, you know you should never have these conflicts mm-hmm. but I don't think that anymore uh, yeah they are a good way of addressing things it's it's mm-hmm. handier to keep having like smaller conflicts periodically mm-hmm. than have like one large you know world ending type of fight at some point in time yeah I genuinely used to think that like if you fight in a relationship like that's messed up like you shouldn't be fighting like why would you be fighting like you you're supposed to get along hmm. but obviously that makes zero sense like you have to it's something that you fight for right like i'm being very cringy and cliche hmm. um but yeah yeah i i mean i i i don't think that successful relationships are the ones that you know where people don't fight there's no conflict uh, successful relationships are ones where people fight, people have conflict because you, you are you're not one entity. You're two different living, breathing people who look at the world slightly differently. There might be a lot of overlap, but still, they're two different people. There'll be different interests, different perspectives, and that's going to lead to conflict. And sp- the closer you get, the more time you spend with someone, there are more opportunities yeah. and avenues for friction to happen. Yeah, people that you meet less frequently, you're on sort of like a formal relationship. You can be, you can. Uh, afford to be cordial with them all the time and you know, mm-hmm. the, the opportunity for conflict does not arise um, but in this situation it does so uh, re- relationships that are successful are the ones that 
uh, a compromise and sort of make it work. It's having yeah. like a my way or the highway type of stance is that doesn't work. A quick route to failure. Yeah. But the other thing is also relationships that are successful are ones where they fight well. Yeah. Like they are able to resolve their conflicts. Yeah. Uh, better. And I don't know. That's all my life. I've never had that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's only in our relationship I yeah. feel like we've had. I I feel like now we've had enough uh, conflicts or friction yeah. or discussions where yeah. I can safely say that you know we we do it well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing you want to be doing well in a relationship is <laughs> handling conflict. Yeah, very true. Um, so what else would you like to talk about on this topic? Um, we can talk about how, um, like, you know, when you sort of offer an explanation of why you said what you said or why you did what you did, Mm -hmm. um, like, how much does that help? Like, if I, you know, sort of give you the background on why I I did something, does that make it any better when I apologize? No. So, so I see. I am the wrong person to be having this question. Let me put that question to you because, from from my perspective, yeah. you saying sorry or you apologizing has absolutely no value. <laughs> Apology is basically a way of saying that either acknowledging that either you still believe that you were right and I was wrong, or the other way back. That is the only way place where it comes into picture. Otherwise, it's like a social instrument, a social construct that we do and. I'm okay to go ahead with it and my sort of threshold for choosing to apologize and not apologize is whether I value that relationship more or the or I value Okay, it. so then how would like if apologies are not your thing, how would you go about it? Like what would you do instead? Like if it were up to you and saying sorry because it's a social contract a construct, like forget all so, of that. Okay, okay, okay. Um maybe I should rephrase. So Going back to what makes for a good apology, uh, you know, the the Netflix explained documentary that we were watching, they, they mentioned, I think there are seven parts to a good apology, yeah. expression of remorse, acknowledging the harm and suffering, taking responsibility, offering an explanation, offering to, re- offering to repair or committing to change and requesting for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. In this, the two things that are important to me is taking responsibility yeah and that sort of goes back to you know acknowledging that you were wrong and sure. I right or something along those lines that is one and second more is action so mm-hmm. either you know taking some sort of corrective action or changing your like making sure that that sort of trigger never happens in the future yeah those are two things that are important to me but this whole concept of asking for forgiveness oh yeah no those are just empty words yeah forgiveness i don't like believe in either but yeah the i think the main thing would be that you sort of never repeat it Hmm. the more you repeat it (laughs) like it just makes it invaluable like it seems like almost the conversations um you've been having these fights that you know someone might be having and they keep repeating it's like the person is not actually sorry they don't feel like they've done anything wrong and then they can like just keep repeating it yeah so i wanted to ask you this when 
<laughs> I see something that yeah. you find hurtful and then yeah. I apologize for it. Yeah. What is going on in your head? Wow, good question. <laughs> um, honestly, like I hear you say sorry, but I don't care about it. Like, um, I am just, just like so hurt by the fact that you did what you did or you said what you said where absolutely nothing that you could say would like help me mm-hmm. or like make me feel any better um yeah i guess it's it's more like i understand that you feel bad that you did whatever you did um that helped a little bit i guess um but in that moment um do honestly you, nothing helps do you, do you think the analogy of like actually physically hurting is like, like for example if i step on your foot accidentally yeah it's going to hurt your toe right sure and i can apologize i can sure. say i'm so sorry ash sure. i can probably you know rub your toe or whatever <laughs> but it's going to continue hurting for a bit yeah. until like it stops hurting. Yeah. Is, is but like you know that i did not intentionally stomp your foot no yeah oh yeah, yeah 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 is also sort of in the same not really i feel like that's a true accident where it's um my feelings aren't hurt in that situation you know i feel like feelings getting hurt is more painful than you you know accidentally physically being hurt which hurts maybe for like one or two minutes and then that's it i would start from work from the sounds of the trigger happening and then it taking time to heal and words not making a difference. I'm not saying that the pain of me stomping your foot versus me saying something hurtful is going to be the same. But I'm talking about in terms of external stimuli making any difference to the pain. Um, I don't know how to answer that. Um, honestly, the only, like, when I think back to, you know, one of, like, some of those moments, um, the only genuine thing that, like, helps me, um, is just, like, time. Mm. Um, because I know you feel bad, like, regardless of the fact that you say sorry and, like, I didn't mean it and, like, I know you didn't mean it, Mm. um, um, but I just need time to, like, forget about it, um, and then it's all fine. Hmm, there's, I mean, so, we've, I've been on the other side as well, where you said some things which I found hurtful. Yeah. Uh, but my reaction to that was that... I I not like I told it out loud to you that yeah. you know, what he said was hurtful. I didn't like it. Yeah. And then you would have said I'm sorry or whatever. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's okay, it's fine. But when the roles are reversed, <laughs> it's not like that. No. When the roles are reversed, it's like I apologize. I'm not going to get like anything from you. Oh, like I don't say anything. You don't say anything. <laughs> And then I feel the need to fill that silence by saying more things, which further. <laughs> yeah, you should actually stop talking. <laughs> no, but then you should also. Yeah, like, no, of course. Um, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, all that's going on in my head is like I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. And like, 
maybe I don't want to talk about it in this moment um, because I just sort of just need time. Yeah. I guess <laughs> on the level of hurt, <laughs> I just get more hurt <laughs> than you do or you have like a better way of handling how you feel. I, I don't know. That, uh, I guess. That's probably it. So what is the solution going forward for this? Because then as a second order effect, <laughs> I feel really bad. And yeah. Uh, if like we've sort of established that, you know, when you trigger that, I make sure that we sort of bury the thing yeah. there and there. But because you feel more hurt, you extend it. Yeah. And that leads to like I'm, like I get, I feel like I get penalized more for it. <laughs> Basically. I know, but I mean, what am I supposed to do? Like, time is literally the only thing that can heal it. No matter what you say, yeah. it's not just like magically gonna make things no, better. No, I'm not saying that. You should like just say that yeah, it's fine. But you should say that yeah, I, I hear you, I understand that, but I need some time. I do that. You don't do that. <laughs> that you... is a blatant lie. <laughs> that is after like 10 minutes of me apologizing. <laughs> Potentially that comes in. But yeah, that's my rant about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, okay. So I see what you're saying, but I feel like when it's reversed, where like maybe I hurt you. Hmm. I feel like you bottle it up and you, you know, you say that maybe it's okay and whatever, but in your head, you're still thinking about it. Um, and you're, you know, maybe on the outside, you're behaving as if, no, it's done. Like we talked about it. Yeah, because what I feel is that the more I, so there are two reasons why I bottle it up and I sort of, one is when I tell you that it's fine, it's okay from like, my surroundings it goes away yeah. the only place it remains is in my head so the, so one is you don't feel bad about it and then <laughs> the second is that since it's not up in front there like you're not contestly apologizing me yeah apologizing to me about it yeah i can forget about it sooner yeah so that is why i do it and that's why it works that's why i get over it sooner than you do in your case, you make me miserable. And because you make me miserable, I apologize to you for 10 minutes. So at least for those 10 minutes, you don't forget and about this. And this becomes a stronger sort of memory that gets here in the head. I don't know. Like, I don't know how you bottle it up. But like, I can't... I think, I think you know that I'm really shitty at concealing how I feel. Like... I think you can tell very easily like when I'm thinking something or like if I feel bad um but yeah I don't know like how you do it I definitely like need more time to just like process what happened in my head and um yeah I guess we're different people like I don't think we both like need to have the same coping mechanisms and um, you know, do sort of get over things as at the same like time, like rate or whatever, um, as the other person. Um, I think that's that's what makes us different. Yeah, that's fine. But like what I'm talking about. But also, about, yeah. 
I do tell you that I need time. Um, if not previously, recently. 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 After okay. multiple <laughs> complaints being made to the management. <laughs> the management uh, has heard your requests uh, and they have delivered. I have filled so many relationship evaluation surveys <laughs> at the end of each term. In the first 15 minutes of the day. And finally, some, some changes have been made. Yeah. Um, they hurt you. <laughs> um, okay, I think that we've been recording for about 28 minutes now. Um, is there anything else you would like to talk about? Um, yeah, so did we cover all the like seven things? I think we covered. Yeah, right? I think so. I think so. I mean, since we are on the topic of apologies and we sort of brought up that Netflix documentary, yeah. um, I, I do think that we, actually you go ahead, that was your insight about. Oh yeah, so we'll talk about it later. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, then let's let's get to the <laughs> insight. <laughs> What is something insightful that you've read, experienced, or heard lately, Ash? Wow, I'm so glad you asked me that question. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was uh, watching that Netflix documentary that Anak was talking about, um, in just like the very first few minutes, they talk about um, how in this we sort of live in this age of apology where when you know anyone does anything wrong maybe celebrities or politicians um you know influencers whenever they do anything wrong all, we all um we demand apologies um but because we're also demand like because so many people are demanding apologies so many people are giving out apologies whenever these people do give out an apology we're never satisfied with them which i think is really interesting i mean that's such a paradoxical thing you want the apology but you're not happy with the apology like if you've ever noticed like you know maybe james charles like apology videos on youtube where he's gone like really in depth and like apologizing about something you'll see like half the comments are like um oh like thank you for like addressing this whatever they're happy with it and then like, half the people are like this is such a shitty apology we need another apology um, and then it's like a cycle that just keeps going. Yeah. Um, but I guess like maybe one cause of that would be that, you know, these apologies don't hit all the seven sort of, you know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to public apologies, you, I'm not really sure what people are, you know, looking to get out of it. There's a lot of public hurt that's expressed. Um, but like, wh what is it that you want that, like, for example, I don't know if it's controversial to talk about this in the podcast, but our university did, had that whole mm -hmm. thing of, you know, giving out those notes meant for people for their funerals or dead people that they put in the red envelopes and yeah. in the, the university housing. Now, that was an honest mistake. I don't think anybody really, there, there was obviously lack of. Uh, awareness yeah. and lack of due diligence in terms of you know what is uh, you know the right thing mm -hmm. can this be potentially offensive uh, but the intention I don't think was wrong there and I and I 
don't and I've seen this particular thing happen in a couple of different places. There's an Australian school that mm-hmm. did the exact same thing, and I think there's one more place where they ended up doing this exact same thing. So I don't know if it's like where you go buy these things, they sort of sell it all together without really, you know, giving a description of what it's meant for. Because it's I don't think it's a coincidence that three different institutions and three different geographies mm-hmm. around the same time end up making the exact same mistake. Um, so I mean there is lack of research due diligence, um, but now how do you tackle or handle something like this? I'm talking about it on a public sort of level. Um, I feel like it's you know sort of the same. No matter how much you apologize, there's gonna there's gonna be a whole bunch of people who just never be satisfied. They're gonna be so hurt. Um, they they won't accept the fact that it was, you know, maybe an honest mistake. They'll think that it was on purpose. They'll think that, um, I guess it's, it is like a really like sensitive topic Hmm. where like you wouldn't, ideally you would not ever want a situation like this to happen because it's so like touchy and sensitive. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's some things like, you know, some people just like also just never forget, never forgive. So, as some as someone that might be uh, I don't I don't know if you'd ever be working in PR but like <laughs> what what is the solution for someone in in like the public space to be handling something like this because I feel like you cannot you cannot win whatever you do there's mm, no you can never win um, I mean and I guess some components of the you know what makes for a good apology comes into picture here as well like one of the criticism for like our university in how they handled this is that they only issued a public apology on the university's WeChat page yeah uh, which I mean fine it's targeted towards the community mostly which they hurt and it was never sort of acknowledged anywhere else in like the English speaking platforms or media Mm -hmm. but then on the other side it seemed like it's sort of trying to brush it on the carpet by not you know acknowledging it elsewhere so that that is something I understand, but then I I don't know. Um, it, it's 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 hard to be a, a public entity and really make the Janet Jackson thing is. Oh yeah. Like I like I don't even think that that was her fault, but yeah. like she had to end like you know apologize, and then there were so many things that people were saying about her. Yeah. Which are really hurtful when she did absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, concept like racial or gender inequality. Yeah, that's true. Play, especially in yeah. comparing how her versus Justin Timberlake would handle. But yeah, again, my point being that you literally can't win even after giving no. these apologies. And and it's it's not just like, I mean, it, it has a material impact on like how the world works now like mm-hmm. you said this apology uh, thing has sort of become more common so uh, Facebook Google and I don't know if Apple was involved in as well all three like a, a few big tech companies faced an antitrust lawsuit mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. I think last year yeah. or the year before that and all of them and Microsoft had faced a similar antitrust lawsuit, I think, in the 2000s or in the 90s. And 
Bill Gates had gone and testified in that in that antitrust lawsuit, and his attitude in that was, you know, extremely cocky, mm-hmm. extremely like, yeah, I guess cocky sort of encapsulate everything, <laughs> um, and it was like the result was really bad for Microsoft. Like they they had to pay fines and damages and all of that because he didn't come off as apologetic. His his tone was not genuine. Um, whereas in this case, uh, Satya Nadella, no, I don't think Microsoft was part of the antitrust this time, but like Sundar Pichai and Mark Zuckerberg, all of these people, like, <coughs> they they tried to be as sort of authentic, show remorse and all that, uh, which I think probably helped, I, I don't know um, how much of a difference it, it, it made because I don't have anything to compare it against. But it definitely changed their behavior, and this is a function of sort of where the society is headed in terms of like you know demanding for apologies and things like that. And I think social media makes it very easy for people to sort of voice their yeah uh, you know unhappiness about these things. Yeah. Um, and you can't really differentiate between you know, gem people and like troll accounts. Yeah. Um, I've seen it so often now, like if you go to the Instagram page for any sort of Bollywood celebrity that's boiled in some sort of controversy, mm. even if that controversy is not proven, mm. people will start going there and sort of commenting, asking them to apologize and you know, talking about <laughs> Yeah. Which, which is, I, I guess this is also like a byproduct of like this, you know, social media world. That we that's in. true. You, I... You know, you can't, like, please everyone. So you just have to accept the fact that even if you apologize... Because this situation is sort of like one person against the world. Um, You know, you can apologize as much as you want. You're not going to please everyone, so... um, Also, I feel like because of social media, it's become very easy to bring out the pitchforks. Yeah. Um, So, like, earlier, if someone said something that was really hurtful to you... Yeah. I mean... If it hurt you so much, mm-hmm. then you know you would have to make an effort, either to do a protest or yeah. make yourself hurt. Yeah. Now the the effort required to just mm-hmm. you know make you can literally like a tiniest um, thing that hurts you, you can just easily go on social media and start ranting about it. Yeah. And it takes absolutely nothing from you to do that. That's true. Uh, which is why there's always some somebody ranting, somebody complaining about something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so I think that 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 wraps it up. Quite the episode we have today, <laughs> going from uh, what makes for a good apology to the fact that. NPV is still the best way to uh, <laughs> oh my God. compare projects. And then finally, because of social media, it's become very easy to <laughs> rant about things. Um, so, Ash, final question. Um, who would you like to see next on this podcast? I think that you should probably start having your, like, current, like, your new academic teammates. So, I'm back. But I think you should have Enrique on next. Okay. I think that would be a nice one. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up in the next team meeting. With yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we have on this Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just start recording when the meeting is going to be. <laughs> um, all right. Um, thank you so much for joining again, Ash. Um, it seems 
very formal to be talking to you on this podcast <laughs> considering I talk to you all the time. Uh, how how do you feel being back on this podcast? Um and especially compared to how it felt the first time we were here. Oh, I love it. Like um I guess I said in the beginning of this podcast, but the first time, I think that was like the first conversation that we ever had. Um and you it was like you and Akshita and Akshita was uh she's like a really really close friend of mine so it was kind of interesting um i felt really shy um and awkward and i didn't know what we were going to talk about in fact i didn't even think that the, the podcast was like actually serious like i remember akshita messaging me she's like do you want to do this it's like okay um but like literally an hour later she's like okay this this is the time this mm-hmm. is when we're going to do it this is the topic and i was like okay so this is like an actual thing um but yeah now like i've heard you record podcasts with like other people um and it's really nice like now um i think the conversation flows a lot better now um yeah i really enjoy it <laughs> what about you like how how do you feel about this i mean i i've been enjoying it now yeah when you were there on the podcast for the first time i think that was like the first honestly the first meaningful long conversation that i had with you mm-hmm. and that was the conversation that i had with you until maybe a phone call after that and then yeah. we sort of start talking in toronto um, now of course it's uh, it's very different having this podcast with you because i spend so much time with you i talk to you all the time and then sort of doing this almost seems it it almost seems like you know going live in front of an audience and putting on a show and like being a little formal mm-hmm. which is a little odd but it's also <laughs> fun to do it with you when the topic that we have is a little like spicy like <laughs> yeah no I, that's interesting because the way i see it is like we're just having like a conversation like when i compare it to the first time we had a podcast together it was like for sure very very formal yeah. um but now i feel like like i'm literally looking at you and talking to you we're not even like you know on zoom where yeah. we're talking to each other like through cameras i'm literally looking at you while we're having this entire conversation so it feels like um it's just like a conversation that we're recording <laughs> yeah but like i feel like i don't know it needs to be there needs to be context there needs to be this any time i make a controversial statement i have to this preamble <laughs> which i mean if it wasn't on the podcast i wouldn't have oh, i guess that. yeah that's because you're the host of the podcast <laughs> i'm i'm chilling uh you're stressing a little bit maybe <laughs> i'm not stressing it's just it's it's not the same as having a conversation from sure. that perspective but yeah well it's it's fun it's uh it's nice and to get you on the podcast and uh, tell the whole world that in my partner which is cool <laughs> um happy valentines early valentines day everyone and see you next week bye guys <laughs>